You're listening to Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. We're stretching this season out over the last couple months of the year, focusing on some of our favorite things like football season, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and all of the winter holidays. We're going to talk about some things that are related to communication, just general living, and a ton of fun. So thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey, everybody. This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. If you've been following this season, then you know that we're talking about some of our favorite things that come along with fall. And for the two people on this call, uh, football season is definitely one of the major benefits that come along with the end of the year. So we are right in the middle of October. We're kicking off um, SEC play, which is what Murray and I are really excited about. And as a matter of fact, the day that we're recording this is the day before uh, our teams play each other. So we won't get into all of that um, because I think Murray's team has a has a real shot of taking us down on Saturday. But um, like I said, I'm here with Murray Lakes and we're gonna talk about something that's new and exciting in college football. It's something that I think is really cool and I'd be interested to hear Murray's perspective on it as well, um, which is the advent of name, image and likeness and the ability for college athletes to make money off of their own name. Um, And so we're gonna talk about some of the communication ramifications of that, how to set yourself up for success in this new NIL world. So thanks for joining me, Murray. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. And yeah, we, we will not talk about tomorrow's um, 11 a.m. matchup. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just start by kind of getting your general feelings. Some people were like, NIL is going to ruin college athletics. It's going to make it semi-pro. I'm kind of like, these kids bring a ton of money into their universities. So having them make a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand dollars on Instagram doesn't seem like a big deal to me. But what are your thoughts? I am very, I have a very strong opinion. So I've argued this with our, with friends and some of which are our mutual friends for, for you and I, Taylor, one of mm-hmm. which you college with, which probably tells you who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have argued both sides mm-hmm. purposefully because I want to figure out how I really feel about it. So I can totally understand, like you said, these kids are bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars to a university. They don't have time to get a job. Some mm-hmm. schools don't allow you to get a job and play a sport. I think, I think, I feel like I've heard that before. That could be wrong. Um, anyway, but at the end of the day, they truly do not have time. Mm-hmm. And so allowing them to profit off their name, image, and likeness is a way for them, them to bring in revenue for themselves while they're in college because they don't have the benefit of getting, mm-hmm. you know, internship experience mm-hmm. or working at the restaurant down the street. But then I can also see where it absolutely tanks recruiting. Like it makes it nearly impossible. If you have a car dealership in Tuscaloosa, Alabama saying, hey, little Johnny, I'm going to give you a hundred grand before you even step foot. You might be the backup quarterback. If you sign with Alabama, I'm going to give you a hundred grand. And then you've got, let's say, Georgia, who mm-hmm. wants to give him 50000 Well, what would you do? I mean, right. those schools are excellent great football programs, great coaches. I'm going to Alabama. Yeah. So it just, it makes it really hairy. And it, I feel like it really separates the haves and the have nots from mm. it, within a team and can and create fractions in a locker room. And I think that what you said is important. And that's something that we're not going to see the ramifications of even for the next two or three years, it's going to take a 
full couple cycles of recruiting classes and for businesses to see, is it even worth their money? So of like, we're in the business of evaluating the efficacy of such campaigns. And so if I'm a car dealership and I pay a hundred thousand dollars to a 18 year old kid to promote my Chevy Tahoe, and I don't get five Chevy Tahoe purchases from that promotion, I'm going to be like, why did I spend all that money? Which could be what happens. So we're going to have to really see what brands come into the fold and find success, if they can really drive money into the industry, or if this is really something that was made to be a big deal that's not going to be. However, with $100,000 or $50,000 or even $5,000 on the table, a lot of athletes are going to want to set themselves up for these types of deals if they're envisioning that they're going to be able to play at a D1 school. I mean, it's not just football. I know that um, one of the big NIL um, topics of conversation centers around an LSU gymnast who has a massive TikTok following. So it's not just your football players, your basketball players. It is any student athlete who has a large social media following um, can start making money off their name. So if you're preparing to go to college or maybe you're a student athlete currently, um, what can you do apart from scoring touchdowns, leading the nation in assists to kind of get your NIL career started? I think you really need to focus on your social media presence. That's where everybody is going to go to see what, who you are, what you do, how you speak, that sort of thing. That's your, that's your digital footprint, which is the end all be all at this point, because your fans, they're not interacting with you on a day in day out basis, if ever. So that is the way you tell them who you are and, and what you stand for. So first things first, you've got to clean that up. Mm -hmm. So remove any questionable photos or posts. You could even delete some comments if those are a little sketchy and could incriminate you for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, that has to be like tip top shape, especially, and this is an example that I've experienced for, from, uh, with one of our clients, a restaurant client, they were approached via social media by an athlete trying to land an NIL deal. So if, if you're using social media as a tool to prospect for yourself, you most certainly need to clean it up mm -hmm. because that person who's going to be spending money potentially on you is that that's the first place they're going to look. Absolutely. And I think that um, college students make <laughs> some questionable decisions about the types of content that they post on their pages. Um, and I would imagine cleaning it up also depends upon the types of businesses that you're looking to recruit. So if you are a squeaky clean Bo Nix, who's the quarterback at Auburn, and you're looking to promote some, um, you know, companies that have very family oriented clientele, then your profile needs to be squeaky clean. But if you're more interested in promoting nightclubs and energy drinks, then maybe your content doesn't have to be so squeaky clean, but definitely make sure that you're not posting things that are questionable and would make a business not want to associate with you. Um, is there anything that, that student athletes can do to strengthen their social presence or proactively um, build up their feeds? For sure. I think sharing a mix of content is good. So everybody wants to know, like, we'll use Bo Nix, for example, since you just mentioned him, what his workout regimen is or what he eats in a day, or maybe that's just me. I'm really curious about like, <laughs> what, is it, what does an offensive lineman eat in a day? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like if Bo Nix and his, one of his O linemen were like, this is what we eat in a day. Cause I bet it would blow people's minds. I'm sure. Um, so like share fun stuff like that. It doesn't have to be super rigid. Um, and it'll be some trial and error. 
just to see what your audience responds best to. Um, but nine times out of 10 behind the scenes content, especially for your fans, um, is going to be something that they're interested in. So in terms of like building content, creating a mix of content, removing questionable material, it really sounds like we're asking students to build a brand on social media. Um, Now, once they've cleaned it up and they've decided what kind of content mix works well for their audience, if they really want to enhance that brand or take it the next step, what are some things that they can do to kind of put their profile ahead of other athletes who may not be doing these things? I think you really have to make yourself super relatable and and even pull on some heartstrings. So I watch college game day every week. I will set an alarm to wake up at a.m. And every week there is a story. Sometimes it's charity related. Sometimes it's it's a player who has overcome uh, cancer or an illness or some kind of like tragedy. But a lot of times it is about a player who connects with um, a child or an adult, whatever, whoever the, the charity benefits, mm-hmm. but they connect with someone through that charity work. And I cry every week. It never fails. <laughs> so I think finding a charity that you're passionate about, starting to volunteer ASAP um, is really important. That gives you a way to uh, increase your community involvement, show that you're invested in the community that, that you're playing in. Um, and really, it's just a goodwill mm-hmm. to do. Um, And then you can use your social media platforms to show the photos and videos of the things that you do through those volunteer opportunities. And hopefully, whether the local media or, I mean, if you're super lucky, College Game Day picks it up. That's awesome. And you could, I'm not sure if, if athletes are able to use their sports information departments for this, but you could always text those images to your to your sports information director to say hey if you want to use these on our social media platforms by all means please go ahead whether they do or not I don't know Uh, it's probably just on a case-by-case basis absolutely and I think too I know that um and I went to Auburn but I know from working in the athletics department that a lot of the coaches and team leaders will sponsor those opportunities for their team anyway um whether that's loading the guys up on a bus and having them go serve at a, at a soup kitchen or, um, working with your local Habitat for Humanity partner. Um, but once you find something that you're actually passionate about, and I think that that's the big difference people can spot when you're just doing things to do them. But if you find something that you're passionate about and you can build relationships through that charity work, sharing about that on social media can number one, help the organization that you're partnering with, but it can also represent the person that you are to future brands to say, Hey, they're more than just a uh, softball player. She's a, a person that's really invested in this organization in her community too. So we've talked a lot about social media and I think that that makes sense because it is the most tangible thing that a young person can do that for free um, on their phones. And it's something that they are familiar with. Uh, Murray and I were talking before this call and we realized that Bryce Young, the quarterback at the University of Alabama, was born in, what was it, Murray, 2001? 2001. Which is um, upsetting. So I don't think he ever had an AIM password, but he probably did have an Instagram when he was (laughs) in middle school. Um, So it's something that that current players are very literate in. Um, But it's not just what you post on social media or do on the field that counts. in terms of securing deals and keeping deals, what do athletes need to do kind of from a communication perspective to make sure that they are 
staying on top of what they need to stay on top of? Honestly, what it all boils down to is just being a good person. Just be a good person and be kind and make good decisions. Mm -hmm. College, I mean, Taylor, you and I went to quote, unquote, party schools. So there are a lot of opportunities to get in trouble, especially Mm -hmm. for an athlete who everybody's just falling all over. So I think just keep it on the straight and narrow. You're understanding that you're under a microscope at all times. Everything you say, do, email, write could get picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, So let that penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct be the most trouble you get in during your college career and you'll be fine. Um, I mean, just take the, for an, I said email because the John Gruden thing is obviously top of mind here in the fall because that just happened this week, last week. Um, so just keeping that in mind, you know, social media is what we all think of as getting us in trouble, but your personal email, somebody mm-hmm. can take that and run with it as well. So, you know, just being approachable when people do approach you in public be welcoming about it don't act like you're annoyed if if somebody smiles at you in the grocery store smile and wave back Mm -hmm. if if a little kid asks you to take a picture at the mall stop and take a picture this is just a way to create a a solid reputation for you on and off the field which is the ultimate goal in in creating that brand and I think what you said Murray is that's so important because there's this false sense and I think it's changing but there's a false sense that things that are sent in private spaces will never become public. So an email that you send to a person that you work on your group project with that says, yeah, I'm not going to be contributing. Will you just do my part for me? You would think that, you know, I just sent that to a a girl that's in my class. She's going to help me with this group project. Well, if she posts that to Reddit or sends it to somebody in her friend group, you know, that's how you start a chain of, of uh, really negative commentary about who you are as a person. Um, So I agree. You got to watch those Instagram DMS. You've got to watch, um, the pictures that people take of you when you don't think people might be taking a picture of you, all of those things you really got to keep under wraps because it, all it takes is for one questionable thing to come out for people to not want to associate with you. Um, and like what you said, Murray, it really just comes down to being a good person. <laughs> don't say things that are ugly. Don't do things that are not appropriate which is easier said than done, especially when you're 19, 20, 21 years old and you're still trying to figure life out and you've got a major spotlight on you. Um, But I would say if you are ever in doubt, why don't you look at anybody who plays for Nick Saban and see the kind of stuff that they're doing in their life? And uh, you will probably end up on the right path. Um, All right, so those were all of the recommendations that we had for student athletes looking to boost their profile Um, prepare for future NIL deals. Is there anything else, Murray, that comes to mind or examples you wanted to share? There is one thing that I just thought of. Media interviews, really capitalizing on those and being engaging and well-spoken in those is really important. There is nothing that makes me more mad when a player blows off a reporter after a game. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't don't care if you win or you lose. Mm -hmm. You need to do this interview for your team and a college athlete is not under contract to do that like a professional one is. So I can, you know, I I guess I should give them a little more Mm -hmm. lenient, but it's just there. The reporter is just doing their job Mm -hmm. and honestly win or lose an interview is kind of a perk in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because it gives you even more exposure more so than social media. Cause you got to think maybe a business owner who's, 
75 and has a bunch of cash to shell out to, to some college athletes, maybe he's really not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So the evening news, that 10 o'clock news after your, your 2.30 game, that's where they're going to see you. And if he's like, man, is it just a very well-spoken young man or, or young woman? I would love to partner with them. Well, then there you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point. And another thing that you could do, not all players are going to be approved by the SID to be speaking to the media. And so if you really want to stand out as a student athlete, talk with the folks that manage the media for your team and say, I want to go through interview training. I want to go through press conference training, because if they see that you're eager and that you want to be the one that's speaking with the media and you're interested in doing the appropriate training and you do a good job with those things that could open up future opportunities for you to get in front of folks. And what Murray just said is critical. If you're thinking about becoming a professional athlete, you will be required to speak with the media in the future. And so having a great arsenal of interviews where you handle things professionally, whether you win or lose is only going to enhance your potential draft status in the future. So I I agree. I think that would be a great opportunity. All right. Well, I hope that everybody is enjoying this football season as much as my University of Georgia husband is. Maybe this will be their year, (laughs) Um, but we're we're really excited to be kind of back in full stadiums and to see college football and NFL football come back in in a full fashion. Um, And we're eager to see how this NIL stuff shapes up in the in the future. So, Murray, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays out, too. All right. And this is off the rock on the record. We've got a couple episodes left this season. We're still going to be focusing on end of year kind of excitement and fun. So if you've enjoyed this, I encourage you to come back in the next couple of weeks and we'll have a new episode for you. But until then, uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Um, Give us a comment or a review that really helps us out. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.